The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. She is called the skunk whisperer. Gwen Marshall is a wildlife conflict specialist with the Medicine River Wildlife Center based uh, near Red Deer. Uh, most of us would call it uh, pretty much a stinky job, but she doesn't mind it. And she joins us now to tell us why. Hi, Gwen. Hello. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Okay, so you know what? Uh, you've been um, you've been handed the uh, the nickname, the title, the Skunk Whisperer. How do you feel about that? Um. Well, I never kind of saw it coming, but uh, it seems to fit me pretty good. Okay, so tell me why you're the Skunk Whisperer. Tell me what it is that uh, you're able to do, um, you know, with skunks, rescuing skunks that other people aren't able to do. Well, um, uh, I'm able to approach a skunk without any fear at all because uh, I cannot smell skunk spray. So worst case scenario, if things go sideways and it sprays, it doesn't bother me. So you can't, how is it that you can't smell skunk spray? Um, I've never been able to to smell it. Um, I only figured out that I couldn't smell it when I started working with the wildlife center. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Now you have, you have a sense of smell though. You can smell other things. Oh yes. I, I smell other things just fine. But just skunks, you know, that's that's a blessing, given the, the work that you're doing. is. Have you ever looked into that? Or are there other people that have, this, uh, <laughs> that have this ability like you do? Is there a name for it? Do you know? Um, I, I don't know if there's a term for it. Uh, I've talked to a couple other people who say that, yeah, they, they don't smell skunks terribly well or, you know, it doesn't smell offensive to them, but it's not a very common trait. Okay, so um, can you smell it even a, a little bit? If one sprays right next to me, it smells very faintly of garlic toast. <laughs> garlic toast. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know what, it's because sometimes there are... You know, sometimes different people have um, different smells that they like that others can't stand. For example, I love the smell of, you know, tar when it's being put on a roof or or asphalt when it's being laid. And I know other people don't like the smell of it, but that's not the case with you. You just don't really smell it at all. I have a very, very hard time discerning it. Okay, so how was it that you, you found this out? You were sprayed once? Um, Not quite. Uh, When I first started working at the Wildlife Center, I was working in our public wing, and uh, we had a skunk who was actually living under the building. And uh, one day, apparently, she she sprayed under the building, and I was working, and the other staff came in and reeled back gagging because they could smell it very strongly, and I, I couldn't smell a thing. Now, have you personally been sprayed? I have been sprayed uh, uh, once. Uh, I got sprayed right in the face. Oh, my. It uh, it really stings when it gets in your eyes, but I wiped my face off, and I continued doing what I was doing. I was uh, rescuing a skunk out of a chain-link fence. Oh, okay. So how long have you been rescuing skunks for now? Um, well, uh, I've been working with the center for about 10 years now, and uh, I've taken over you know, all of our skunk calls for about seven years at this point. You're the you're the go-to skunk lady. Yep. If it's if it's a skunk complaint, it comes to me. All right. What else do you do there? Um, well, I'm a wildlife conflict specialist, so I deal with all the animals people don't really like. So, skunks, crows, magpies, porcupines, fox, ground squirrels. If if people don't like it, it tends to come to me. How does one become a wildlife conflict specialist? Um, well, it's. Uh, 
it's something I sort of fell into. Um, mostly it was, you know, uh, I started working with the Wildlife Center, you know, it, doing more public relations, and then we found out I can't smell skunk, so I got all the skunk calls because it worked out well for me, and I've, I've just kind of expanded from there, learning about uh, the wildlife and, and how we can coexist better. So some of the other ones that you mentioned, I think you, you mentioned squirrels and, and magpies and that sort of thing. So when would you be called in to deal with them? So usually it's, you know, there's, there's squirrels in the attic or... The magpies are nesting, you know, right next to my house or, you know, people have concerns that, oh, okay, they're, they're in my yard and I don't really want them there. What can I do to get them to back off? I had, uh, I used to work with a guy years ago who had squirrels under his deck or in his roof. I can't remember what it was, but he, um, he trapped them and, mm-hmm. um, you know, humanely trapped them. And I think someone had told him that you have to take squirrels a mighty distance away because they'll find their way back. Like he took them to the other side of the river is that Mm -hmm. is that true uh squirrels will definitely come back uh i've heard of them coming back from as far as 10 kilometers away oh my gosh but uh we we don't recommend trapping mostly because this time of year in particular everything has babies yes so if you if you trap them you're probably going to leave babies behind and most of our wildlife is territorial so say you you trap that squirrel and you take it away a new squirrel is going to move into that territory right away because you've opened up that space. Mm, okay, so you're not really... So So what should they do then? So what we try and do is we try and evict the animal. So <laughs> if it's under your deck or, you know, in the attic, we, we want to annoy it or make it feel unsafe so it moves itself and then we can properly close, you know, the property so that way it can't come back. Um, and, and, and I'm guessing that you're going to suggest that you should get someone like you or someone trained to do this, um, for example, to evict a squirrel rather than trying to do it themselves. But is there a way that, is there a way that folks can do it themselves? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, we're, if, if someone has a concern, we're happy to give advice over the phone and say, here's some things you can try, and if it doesn't work, I'll come out and I'll help you, you know, with a little more invasive procedures. But there's lots of things that a homeowner can do to, to get squirrels or skunks or porcupines just to leave on their own. Okay. You know what? I remember when I was living in a little house over here in, in Allendale, I, I got into a battle with a, a mighty battle with a squirrel who uh, was getting in up into the attic, the meshing or the, uh, the the wire that was going into a vent up into the attic. Managed to, He managed to get in there. By the time we mm-hmm. finally got that squirrel out of there, when we went up and looked, I mean, he was storing enough nuts and pine cones up there to, to last him until, you know, the end of the Third World War. It was quite, yeah. they, they're quite efficient aren't they absolutely and they're they're thinking for the future they're planning for if the weather goes bad or you know they're planning for winter so they're putting a lot of effort into you know preparing so when you notice you've got a problem the faster you can get you know the animal to leave the better because once they've laid on those supplies they really don't want to, to go no, they don't like getting hit with snowballs either. No, <laughs> as, no one likes that. As I found out. <laughs> I know some people, I heard, I think it was actually my, my uh, morning guy here, Bruce Bowie, talking about uh, some magpies in his neighborhood recently and that they had a, a robin's nest and the magpies got into the into the robin's eggs. And I, and I understand that's kind of part of the, the circle of life. What can, mm-hmm. what can people do, um, though, with, with magpies I- in the area? Well, uh, with magpies... One of the big things is, you know, making sure that there's no accessible garbage, no pet foods being left out, 
no, nothing that, you know, draws them in. Uh, if there's a tree they're hanging out in that, you know, they're being really noisy, you can hang up um, holographic streamers or reflective things that move in the wind, and that kind of deeks them out. Okay. But if, if you've got a robin who puts their nest somewhere really visible and accessible, yeah. a predator is going to take advantage because it's essentially free food. Yeah, it's been interesting watching the birds in the neighborhood lately. You know, they've been they're they're very uh, ter- ter- territorial. I know I have some uh, some swallows in my backyard that yay returned to nest this year. They didn't come last year. They're back uh, this year. But it's fascinating to to watch them and and see what they're doing. Um, Gwen Gwen Marshall is joining me this afternoon. She is uh, her nickname is the Skunk Whisperer, uh, but she's a wildlife conflict specialist with the Medicine River Wildlife Center. You know what, Gwen, someone has texted in and said, you know, Jay, can you ask um, the whisperer, how do I get a porcupine to leave? Um, so best thing with porcupines is uh, find out what they're eating, if, they're, if they've got a particular tree or anything that they like. Um, we recommend spraying it with a taste deterrent. So we, uh, we use a product called Bobex. And you can spray it on the plant, and it makes it taste just terrible. Mm. And so the porcupine, it's got no more food, and off it goes. Do you think it works on dogs and shoes? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Dogs are awfully silly. <laughs> um, back to the skunks for a moment. Um, you know, if you have a skunk, and I'm getting a couple of stories coming in, Gwen, about, you know, having a skunk under my deck, and it was a real, it was a real challenge trying to get rid of them. What do you suggest with that? Do you call, sh- should folks be calling in an expert to deal with a skunk? Um, I mean, you definitely can if, if you're concerned, but... Uh, we actually made a video tutorial, and we put it on our website on how you can get skunks to leave on the, on your own, and you know, close property up once they're out. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're concerned, if you want you know extra advice, you can always give a call to to a professional and and say, look, this is what I want to do. I want to you know get the skunk to leave on its own. What are the steps I can take? What happens if you know you're in your uh, you're in your backyard or whatever, and you happen to stumble across a skunk? What should you do? Are there any you know besides do you, do you run away? Do you back away slowly? What do you do? Um, well, first thing to do is stop where you are and talk to the skunk. Talk they've to got it. Really, yep, they've got really poor eyesight, and so they don't often realize what you are until you make a noise. So if you scream and freak out, the skunk thinks, oh my goodness, I'm under attack and you can get in trouble. But if you talk to it calmly, say hello, it'll realize, okay, it's a person. It might pop its tail up so you see it's a skunk and then it'll run away. Okay, so um, how bad does it have to get for a skunk to actually spray? Uh, for the most part, you've really got to pick a fight. Um, you know, you got to throw stuff at them or scream or poke them or, you know... Really, they only want to spray when they feel their life is in danger. Okay. Um, the reason dogs get sprayed is dogs are a predator. They're full of very sharp, pointy teeth, and they have no sense of personal space. <laughs> you're t- you're telling me, Gwen. <laughs> uh, you haven't met Bo Breeze. Um, I need you to. I need to introduce you to that Brittany Spaniel of mine and um, the Chesapeake Bay Retriever who had a thing for porcupines as well. Uh, before oh, I let no. you go, yeah, yeah, I had a faceful uh, a while back. Um, before I let you go, do you have any tips to get rid of the the smell of a skunk spray whether it's you know been um you know sprayed in the area uh, on your deck or maybe an animal like your dog mm-hmm. uh yep we uh, we have a recipe for skunk smell remover it's uh, a mixture of hydrogen peroxide baking soda and dish soap oh and so if you again if you go to our website mrwc.ca 
We've got the recipe right there. You can make it at home. It's cheap and easy. You just got to use it as soon as you mix it up, uh, and it'll chemically break down the skunk smell. Because I always heard something about tomato juice. It does not work. Tomato <laughs> juice, at best, might stain your pets a little bit pink, but it won't take the smell out. Oh, one more question coming in. Um, do you know anything about woodpeckers and how to get rid of woodpeckers? Yeah, um, so what woodpeckers are looking for this time of year is either a place to nest or uh, they're looking for bugs under shingles or in your siding. So um, you can treat, you know, wooden siding or shingles with dish soap to kill the bugs and then the woodpeckers won't come by because there's nothing to eat. Or if they're hanging around banging on your walls, again, um, shiny holographic streamers put on the outside of the building that blow in the wind, it really freaks them out and they don't tend to stick around. Gwen Marshall, this has been fascinating. Again, your website where people can find out more information is mrwc.ca. That's right. MRWC.ca. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. There you go. Gwen Marshall, the skunk whisperer. Plus, she well, she's a wildlife conflict resolution or wildlife conflict specialist.